This podcast was recorded for the Sound Environment Show on Radio Galari. Radio Galari is a community radio station based in the Kimberley, Western Australia. For more information, go to www.galari.com. So psychedelically, you hypnotize with your magic dance on the animals in the sea, for sure. This is the Sound Environment Animal of the Week. And welcome back. <laughs> Animal of the Week with Jason Fowler. <laughs> yeah. What have we got for today? Well, you might have seen on Facebook there's some crazy people out there in the community that started off the Broom Bioluminescent Lifeform Enthusiast Club. Really? Yeah, I know them. They're, they're a bit odd. They are a bit odd. I'm one of them. But yeah, so am I. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm feeling sad that no one invited me to join this Oh, you group. can join if you like. It's on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know. Are you no quirky enough, Caitlin? Don't me or anything. <laughs> um, so what is bioluminescence? <laughs> Yeah, well, I've always seen it up in the Kimberley. There's lots of bioluminescence, but I never actually looked at it in any detail. So I thought this is a good opportunity to have a look and see what's actually happening there. So um, basically all the bioluminescence we see in the ocean um, in the actual water column usually is from dinoflagellates that use bioluminescent to defend themselves or to scare away predators or that kind of thing. So all of that is based on a chemical compound called luciferin. Named after Lucifer. Lucifer, the light bringer. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a fabulous name for a chemical compound. It's easy to remember, luciferin. Yeah, so when they mix luciferin, which is the substrate, they mix that with an with a, uh, enzyme, which is luciferase and, <laughs> of course it is. and oxygen. And when you mix the three together, bang, you have light. You can see Very cool. in the dark. So all, all of those sparkly things you see in the ocean are from luciferin. Mm. Pretty, pretty Dinoflagellates turning on their luciferin. Yeah. And there's the sentence I never thought I'd hear on radio. <laughs> now, a lot of people have said to me, oh, what about the glowworms in the mud? You know, you see those flashing worms in the mud when you walk around at 80 mile. Or in Are the they bay? also powered by luciferin? No. That's Ooh. the interesting thing. They're a little bit different. They use a luciferin-style chemical, but it's actually called, called how, the, how am I going to pronounce this? Aquorin, which is... Um, a photoprotein very similar to lucifer, but you need calcium ions in the mix. And when you do set that off, it's a rapid catalyst. So it goes bang and there's a big flash of light. So that's why when you're stomping around in the mud and the glowworms go and shoot out light all of a sudden, it's a different chemical reaction to what the plankton uh. use, which is a slower reaction. So you get slow glowing effect. Cool. Yeah. So when you're in shallow water and you combine the two together, you'll have short, fast bursts of light and long, slow bursts of light. And why is it that it sets them off when you're swimming through the water? I mean, is it are, are they just reacting to your presence? Or yeah, they're either, either trying to scare you away or attract you, depending on what they are, <laughs> who they think you are. Yeah. So there's heaps of examples for that. Like a lot of different fish have bioluminescence. Um, I think it's the hatchet fish that live out in deep water. You know how when a shark hunts on the bottom and he looks up to the surface and he sees the shadow of a fish up there and he races up and smashes it and eats it? Yep. So these fish actually have bioluminescent uh, sort of pores on the underside, on the underbelly of their body. So they emit exactly the same amount of light that's what's hitting the top of their body. So from deep down, someone looking up, they can't even see these fish. They've become, become invisible. Really cool. Yeah. Very clever. It's like a camouflage or an invisibility cloak for fish. It's a, yeah, it's a way of hiding. And you know those giant mad vampire squid they get in the Gulf of Mexico that eat people? What? <laughs> you never heard of them? <laughs> they're really no. cool. I've heard of them. Do they actually eat people? Yeah, people have died from them. Oh, yeah, they're pretty deadly. Oh. But they don't have ink sacs because they're deep water squid. 
and ink doesn't obviously doesn't work in deep it's water already black. You, you can't see anything but they actually have bioluminescence in their goo so when something attacks them, they shoot this bioluminescent glue at them and it really confuses the predators because they've got this glowing stuff on them. They don't know what because to do. you'd be overloaded with light. Yeah, and then meanwhile the squid takes off and hides and he's gone. Isn't there a type of anglerfish that has a little sort of dangly light in front of its mouth that yeah. lures all the little fishies into its mouth because they're attracted to the light? Exactly the same chemical reaction. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's luciferin at work. Also, sea cucumbers, trepang, you know, we get lots of them on the Kimberley Coast. Uh-huh. You know, when, they, when they're out feeding, they've got those long tentacles that stick out their mouth and they sort of grab things. Yep. When a predator comes along, they'll uh, actually wrap one of their tentacles around a fish and break it off, and that tentacle will glow brightly. So a fish will swim away with this glowing tentacle attached to it. So the bigger fish that comes along goes, oh, and attacks that fish and not the sea cucumber. It's not very, very nice. clever. Very, very clever. Oh, yeah, the sperm whales, they, uh, they swim into an area where they know there's lots of uh, diatoms, bioluminescent diatoms, and they sit there and wait. And as soon as big predatory fish come along, all the diatoms light up to confuse the predators. And then the sperm whale can see them and it eats them. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So. All these applications for bioluminescence and, and luciferin that I just didn't know about. So how can we harness this power for the purposes of humanity? We already have. <laughs> um, yeah, scientists have actually genetically spliced uh, the bioluminescent enzymes into mice. So now we've got glow-in-the-dark mice that seem to be quite viable. I don't know why you'd want a glow-in-the-dark mice. Yeah, what's, what is the function of a glow-in-the-dark mice? <laughs> I think that was just... I must say, a, a glow-in-the-dark dog would be useful because I know my dog just vanishes off into the night sometimes. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, even you could just splice a part into his nose or something so his nose yep. glowed. Yeah, just a little patch at the back. They've also spliced in uh, bioluminescent proteins into trees so they can plant them around town and the trees will glow in the dark at night time so you won't crash into them. Interesting idea. Yeah. And agricultural purposes, they can uh, put them in bioluminescent luminescent into different crops so when the crop gets stressed, not enough water, it's glowing. So, you know, you need to water the plants. So many, many different applications oh. for that one. So not, it's not just about pretty swimming through sparkly waters. It's also a bunch of strange and potentially useful applications for bioluminescence. Well, the three guys that figured it out, they won the Nobel Prize uh, in 2008, go. even though they discovered it in 1961. It took a, <laughs> a long time to be recognised oh, that well. it was true. There's a bit of a backlog for those prizes, <laughs> isn't there? And you start looking at all the animals with bioluminescence, and it's vast. There's lots of insects, fireflies, for example, um, lots of different marine creatures jellyfish fish um, worms all sorts of things it's really really common and it's uh, evolved independently many many times so it's something that's um widespread through the animal world we just miss out on the bioluminescent bit and i want to make the point bioluminescence is different to phosphorescence you know it's a totally different chemical reaction ah. yeah so that you know the stickers that glow in the dark stickers you stick on the roof yeah that's uh, fluorescence Oh, and then there, there's the old-fashioned glow-in-the-dark dark watch faces, which were radioactive. Yep. <laughs> well, you know the, those tubes that you snap in half? Yeah. Yep. That's basically releasing an enzyme into a, a phytoprotein and bang, you have a chemical reaction, you have light. Mm. Yeah, so it's basically the same thing, but the animal world does it far more simply and more efficiently. And possibly less toxically. And a lot of the bacteria have the same bioluminescence and you get lots and lots of uh, cases of symbiosis where you've got bacteria living in the, the lips of clam shells that glow in the dark. You know, there's lots of different examples of that as well. 
the next time you're down the beach and you see a bright flash, you know that it's uh, not luciferase. It's uh, that other word that I can <laughs> barely pronounce. And if you see a long, long, slow glow, well, then you're talking about luciferase. Very yeah. cool world of bioluminescence. Uh, look up look up our podcast on Spreaker. Look us up on Facebook if you have any comments or questions or want to find out more about any stories. Uh, just basically get connected, guys. And we'll see you next week. 